in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. At 106, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM, folks. You can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. On this Wednesday, this portion of our program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Break. Nick Hill Road in Lincoln. They're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Delicious lunch or dinner. Remember, they're also, this is the great crew that brings you K's. But the Lodge Pub and Eatery, they have the nice big deck there. You can also sit inside. Delicious food. They can take uh, big groups. And also, uh, there's always a game on as far as uh, going on in the, the lodge, uh, at the, in the lounge, excuse me, I should say. Uh, it's the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. All right, folks, I do want to play some sound. And also, this, this business about the driver's license for illegals, this, this, you know, right now, someone needs to bring this up. They, they shouldn't allow them to put false information into the record. And I, I try to be, as I told you, I, I try to be supportive of the Rhode Island Republican Party. But I'm just, at what point do they start to actually, like, jump up and do something? So, now, Nellie Gorbea, she's, as we discussed in the, the first hour, she's really making a play to, um, to try to go for the progressives. And one of the ways she's doing that is the fact that she wants to raise taxes on corporations. Now, it's not exactly pinning out that way, but I want to play you that story. This is the story Rhode Island lawmakers are going to okay driving privileges for illegals. It's, it's a short piece. Judiciary Committee is expected to take up a number of bills today, including a proposal that would give drivers privileged cards to undocumented immigrants. Now, the Senate approved the measure last month, and the bill was sponsored by Representative Karen Alsate of Pawtucket. Similar legislation became law in Massachusetts after lawmakers there chose to override Governor Charlie Baker's veto. Well, there's now an effort in Massachusetts to ask voters to repeal it. You know, see, that's the thing, again, I want to point out. They're going to repeal that. They're going to repeal that. And then what do you think is going to happen in, in Rhode Island? All those people in mass are suddenly going to be moving to Rhode Island. Now, I do want to play. Apparently, there are two dead in a shooting in Cumberland from this morning. And this is highly unusual. I want to play you some sound. Channel 12 has a piece on it. I think Channel 10 does as well. So Cumberland police are deadly shooting Birchwood Drive. Two adults suffering from gunshot wounds, pronounced dead at the scene. So let's see if we can get some more information. Here we go. Developing news, police at a scene in Cumberland all morning. Good afternoon, I'm Kate Walls. We're told two adults were found dead in a Cumberland home just before 7 this morning. It happened off Birchwood Drive, a street off Nate Whipple Highway. 12 News reporter Anita Buffoni joins us live with the details. Okay, this is happening in a quiet Cumberland neighborhood that's now consumed with the death investigation. Police say two adults were found dead inside with gunshot wounds. Now, let me step out of the way so you can take a look at the scene here. Multiple police cruisers remain parked outside the home with crime scene tape wrapped around the property. Now, this is video from earlier this morning, a little past 7 o'clock. 12 news cameras capturing... 
two ambulances on scene. An officer is putting up crime scene tape around the home where this happened. Investigators say the two adults did know each other and that this was an isolated incident. They say the other residents in the home were unharmed. Now, a neighbor spoke to 12 News earlier this morning who was familiar with the family that lives in the home. When I came home, I couldn't imagine what was going on. You know, police all over the place to rescue. More or less stayed by themselves. Police say there is no danger to the surrounding community. Again, this was an isolated incident. Investigators are offering their thoughts and prayers to the loved ones and family affected by this tragedy. For now, live in Cumberland, I'm Anita Buffoni, 12 News. Very unfortunate, folks. I, I, I don't like to normally speculate, but that sure sounds potentially double suicide, right? I mean, I don't think it was a duel. Um, let me hear the Channel 10 report, and we'll hear if there's anything different in the Channel 10 report on this um, situation. But, I mean, again, we don't know. This, I'm playing for you exactly what we know so far, but I can't imagine. I'm not trying to be insensitive here, but when you hear of a, of, of a double homicide, that you, you have to, and they're saying that, you know, there's no danger to public safety. It's sad to hear that, but it sure sounds like it was a, a double suicide. Or unless someone did it and then they took their own life, which is obviously what more what I meant. Out of Cumberland, where a tragic scene is or a murder suicide. Dead inside a home, the result of a shooting. Cumberland police responded to reports of shots fired at the home on Birchwood Drive early this morning. Now we're learning more details about what happened. NBC 10's Temi Tope is live from the scene with the latest. Hey there, Temi Tope. Yeah, Barbara. Cumberland police tell us that they responded to reports of shots fired at this home behind me around 6.40 a.m. this morning. That's where they found two adults with gunshot wounds, both pronounced dead at the scene. Now, if you look behind me, you can see there is still a very heavy police presence as of now. NBC 10 cameras were here a few hours ago as Cumberland police removed two dogs. Officers have been going in and out of the home since then. Now, we did speak to a neighbor who was lived on Birchwood Drive here for 50 years. He says a family of five lives in the home and that this scene is not usual for this area. They had that uh, trampoline and uh, the kids would play on that and uh, the oldest boy cuts the grass now. To me, they were a close-knit family. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know any of the details because the police wouldn't tell me. Right. Never, Never any problem. Cumberland police say that there is no danger to the public at at this time as this is an isolated event. They also say that all other residents of the home were not harmed. We will continue to keep you updated as we get more information. Live in Cumberland, Temi Topatalea, NBC 10 News. All right, that's a new report. I don't know her, Temi Topalea. Whatever happened, very, very very, very sad, as a matter of folks um, said. I, I want to play. This is the big McKee thing yesterday. Um, he, he's got to be defeated. This is complete abuse with these gun bills. Uh, I know everyone's upset about it. It doesn't kick in for a while. I think this is going to fail in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. Suddenly now, you know, I have a, a Glock that's like, like a, a lot of other people that um, 
it's 12 mags. Suddenly, what, that's illegal now? Like, this makes no sense. This is Governor McKee from yesterday. Stepping up to protect uh, the people of the state of Rhode Island. It's not protecting anyone. And this doesn't happen without a strong team. So I want to thank, please uh, bear with me, but there's been many, many people and many organizations, Shannon, that have really stepped up here in Rhode Island, as you've recognized. So to all the advocates, to Shannon, founder of Moms Demand Action, to Jennifer, with our local Moms Demand Action in Rhode Island, and all the people who are here, you know, proudly wearing the red shirts. Rhode Island General Offices, House Majority Leader Blazewski, Senate Majority Leader McCaffrey, Senate Majority Whip Goodwin, thanks Mary Ellen, <laughs> Chairwoman Coyne, Representative Tanzi, Representative Caldwell, Representative Felix, Sydney, who's our, our uh, Cedric, who's our board chair of Rhode Island, Co- oh, and Sydney, Rhode Island um, Coalition Against Gun Violence, uh, Colonel Weaver, and our Rhode Island Police Chiefs Associations, with Chief Corrigan here, as well as Chief Lynch, are here today. That's just a sampling of the work that has been done, but that's a definitely a strong list of people who have been involved with this effort. So give all of yourselves a really strong round of applause. Yeah, let's remember all the names when it comes to election day. To take action. And lack of action was not an option. Not an option for our kids, our loved ones, Thanks to all of you today, we're taking action and saving lives. And as governor, representing the people of the state of Rhode Island, I'm proud to be signing into law a historic legislative package. A ban on large capacity magazines. Raising the age to purchase from for firearms to the age 21. Prohibit the open carry of any loaded rifle or shotgun. The work isn't over, but progress has been made today. And I want us to give a special shout out to the members of the General Assembly. What a disgrace, folks. What an absolute low point and a disgrace. Um, I, I'm saying right now, this individual can't, he, he, he should not be the governor. I mean, he absolutely should not be the governor. Um, he will do, Governor McKee, it's all the pander. Who can I pander to? There's no principles. It's throwing money around. Now there's been a double homicide in his hometown of Cumberland. Um, it, it is just, it's one pandering move after another. Just off the rails. But someone had really, now this is someone to watch. Nellie Gorbea, or as Jeff Lemire calls her, Nellie Gorbea. 
calling for Rhode Island to raise its corporate tax rate. Gorbea wants Rhode Island to hike corporate tax rate. I mean, what a joke. Let me hear the, this piece. We are tracking the latest developments in campaign 2022. Listen to this, folks. Always new developments here. We are joined live at 4 by 12 News Politics editor Ted Nisi, another candidate for Rhode Island governor on the air today. That's right, Brian. Chelsea, uh, Secretary of State, Democrat Nellie Gorbea, launching her first TV commercial in her campaign for governor today. Let's take a look at the 30-second spot. Rhode Island and I are a lot alike. We're small, sometimes we're underestimated, uh. but we're full of hope and determination. I'm Nellie Gorbea. I don't come from a well-connected family. I took out loans, worked my way through college. For the past 30 years, I've been working to make people's lives better. Now, I'm running for governor so that everyday Rhode Islanders have a chance to thrive. As governor, I'll raise taxes on big corporations so we can fix this housing crisis, expand pre-K to every child, and reward small businesses that create jobs here. So you see there, Gorbea trying to both introduce herself to voters and also provide a couple of policy ideas. I did follow up with her campaign about that proposal she mentioned to raise taxes on businesses, seeking some more specifics. They say she wants to raise the corporate tax rate in Rhode Island from 7% to 8%, among other changes. And guys, I also asked the other four Democrats running for governor how they feel about that idea. Governor Dan McKee and former CBS executive Lena Folks both said raising business taxes is the wrong move, while former Secretary of State Matt Brown and community activist Louis Daniel Munoz said they support doing so, but have their own ideas for how to do it. And Ted, Gorbea is one of three candidates with big money to spend. That's right. Among the Democrats, McKee, Gorbea, and folks all have sizable war chests, though folks has the most money among the three. And as viewers have probably seen, folks has run a series of four ads so far, introducing herself and laying out some of her policy priorities, including a pledge not to seek re-election if education scores don't improve on her watch. McKee, on the other hand, hasn't revealed any plans to start airing ads soon. His campaign banking on the attention he already gets as the incumbent governor. And all this comes ahead of this Sunday's Rhode Island Democratic Party convention, where the party will vote on who should be the endorsed candidate for governor in the primary. And I should say one other Demo uh, one other candidate for governor, Republican Ashley Kalis, was actually the first candidate of all to go on the air, and she's still airing ads. Um, also looking ahead to what else Target 12 is investigating right now, Tully Taylor taking a close look tonight at flood risk in Rhode Island's third largest city, which is Warwick. Yeah, Brian, Tully's discovered many Warwick residents may be uh, maybe facing a hidden tax effectively on flood damage, even if they don't live by the water. And of course, it's not just a concern in Warwick, but it's all across the state. Many communities fearing more flooding as sea level rise. So that's coming up at five. All right, 12 News Politics Editor, unpacking a lot for us, Ted DC. All right, I give a lot. Of, I give them a lot of your time. I do give them a lot of your time, folks. Good afternoon. It is one. I, I just I don't understand this business of and and I hope that. Um, you know what, actually, I just put out a tweet, and I'm going to share it with um, not, he probably, well, maybe they will do something, maybe they won't do anything. But it would be nice if Minority Leader Blake Filippi would, in fact, um, take action about the illegal stuff and at least have accurate information before they just start giving out driver's licenses to illegals. Um, well, let's see. It, it, the, but the battle is you, you have to kill this stuff in committee. You got to kill it in committee. You can't allow it to get out. If it gets out to committee, then it gets to the House floor. This vote, I don't understand about the vote. 
I don't know. How, how is it? You have 15 people, and then you only need 11 to deadlock it? Unless would they probably then just, again, take the Senate bill and do another end around? I'm telling you right now, they the, the state right now is broken. And Governor McKee is not going to fix it for you. He is not, not only is he not fixing it for you, he does not even care about you. Like, let's, let's just deal in reality here. McKee signs three gun bills with national activists in attendance. It's, it's not going to have any bearing on the violence in the city. And you know what then they're going to keep saying is, oh, we need to do even more. What a joke. And they couldn't even do it the right way. Boy, there's a surprise. That they pull an end around. Do you really trust these people to run an honest election? Is there anyone that believes that this crowd is going to run an honest election? No. I am staying, by the way, with my prediction that Nellie Gorbea will win the primary. Has nothing to do. If you feel what would you? I am telling you. Um, after this, people will say, and Ladybug told me this, that, boy, maybe the person that's conducting the election shouldn't be involved in the election. And her former chief of staff is running for mayor of Providence. And when I was at, um, I was at a press conference about the Buffalo, the shooting in Buffalo, and, um, in, in the this Gonzalo Cuervo was there, and his campaign manager, right hand guy, is this little Guatemalan guy. Gee, I wonder where they're going to get their votes. Don't tell me they're not voting. They are voting. They're absolutely voting, folks. Around election day, if you went to the polls around Silver Lake and Oneyville, number one, they're not going to be that crowded because they all vote ahead of time. You could go there. Maybe we will go there. You could go there. Nope, they don't show up. They get their votes ahead of time. What's the penalty if you're in Rhode Island and the country illegally in your vote? Zero. Who's ever been prosecuted for that? Nobody. No one. Not at all. Opponents weighing on Gorbea is called to, re- to uh, raise corporate taxes. She, this is not a normal campaign. I do think, I do enjoy talking. I hope you enjoyed our first hour with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. He is very, very plugged in. And, um, and he, he, you know, keeps remarking, boy, this, where's the life? Where's the energy? I, I already know right now at 124 on this Wednesday, 125, that people still don't get it. Not everybody, the early voting starts August 24th. I want to, I want to, right now, no one else is going to tell you this. In 2020, 65% of the votes were cast before the polls opened on election day. I voted on election day. You voted on election day. This time around, primary day, and then you have election day. But primary day is coming up September 13th. Now, Election Day is coming up quite some time away, but Election Day is coming up 
in November. November 8th is election day. But let's just focus on primary day. In 2020, it was 6535. I am also staying with my prediction this time around. Now, we're not going to know for a while. But I'm telling you, 75, my prediction, 75% of the votes will be cast before the polls open on primary day, September 13th. That's not democracy. As Dan McGowan and I were talking about it, what if Governor McKee got indicted the week before by the FBI? He is under an FBI investigation. No, it's not about that anymore. I also want to point out, Amanda Milkovitz of the Boston Globe is a good story. Rhode Island legislator passes bill criminalizing sexual contact between authority figures and teens. You know, I was wrong on this. The teachers union in the past would always stop this. Um, I thought they would stop it again. This time they did not. Now, granted, because of North Kingstown, with no debate, the full House voted to approve bills sponsored by Republican Senator Jessica De La Cruz. A companion bill sponsored by uh, Democrat Representative Julie Casmero in North Kingstown. Full Senate passed her bill last Thursday. Uh, of course, Jason Knight of Barrington voted against it. Edith Agello of Providence voted against it. David Bennett of Warwick voted against it. John Edwards of Tiverton voted against one or both. So it's now a third-degree crime for someone, supervisor or disciplinary power, coaches, teachers, priests, have sexual relations with minors between 14 and 18. It also allows an exemption of both parties are between 16 and 20 and no more than 30 months apart in age. So if you have a 16-year-old who starts dating uh, a coach who's 18, that's still okay. Supporters have said these loopholes will close a, a loophole in the law that will leave teens vulnerable to predators. But I also want to remind people, the North Kingstown thing, um, no one claimed that there was sex going on. So I don't, you know, the way, third deg- I'll ask Tim Dodd about this, third degree crime, supervisor, disciplinary power, under state law, if a person engages in sex with a minor under 14, is guilty of first degree child molestation, sexual assault. Criminalizes anyone over 18 who has sexual penetration with a minor who's over 14 and under 16. So, uh, make it a third degree sexual assault to anyone in a position of authority to have sexual contact, touching, penetration with a minor over 14, under 18. Third degree carries a penalty of five years in prison. My point is, I, 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 as much as the, the naked fat test thing is certainly problematic and there's something there, I, I don't. I don't think that applies. They're not. There have been other instances that some of the, the stories in the news could could certainly um, would affect it. But I don't know about that one. I don't think that one. I don't see it. I'll ask Tim Dodd about that. But um, uh, Boston Globe, Rhode Island poised to provide driving privileges to undocumented residents. You know, I know they keep wanting to say, oh, that they can't vote and it's not a license and blah, blah. Give me, come, give me a break. I mean, this, this is a joke. It's exactly what it is. Um, and he, they they just allow the lies. This representative Cal, Karen Alzat. They're paying. They work hard. They're paying taxes. They're paying. The, they don't pay taxes. If they gas up, they pay a gas tax. If they go to the grocery store, they pay sales tax or you know a store to buy something. That's not the same. They're not paying state taxes. They're not paying federal taxes. That's a lie. 
when does the lying stop up there? Folks, you notice the answer is never, apparently. All right. I want to remind you on this Wednesday, I do, one, about Marie. Stop in and see her. And it's my health. 1099, Menden Road in Cumberland, the queen of health. Marie, and it's my health. Everything healthy. Vitamins, herbal remedies, local products, honey, maple syrup, beef, fresh gum. Right now, if you're on Menden Road, she's diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's my health. 250 bulk herbs, teas and spices, hemp and CBD products. Stop in and see her. She also has vitamins for children. She has delicious teas. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is also brought to you by... Jay's Broadway Appliance. Now, I was there just the other day. 47 Cedar Swamp Road. It's Route 5 Smithfield. uh, Right down the street from Apple Valley Mall. They've been in business since 1963. You deal directly with the owner. They will match or beat any package deal. Their hours, they're open right now. At 131, if you can hear my voice and you're in Smithfield, near Apple Valley, pop in. Say Juan was just talking about, they have a great selection on grills, all appliances. Hey, get yourself a nice grill and get yourself an air conditioner. It's going to be a hot summer. They still have a selection on grills, air conditioners. Uh, They also have air conditioners for windows, built-in walls for senior apartments, washers, dryers, dishwashers, refrigerators. Pop in and see them. Now, you can make an appointment on a Saturday or you could pop in right now. Their hours are Monday through Friday from 10 to 5. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. And the same goes for those, maybe you're a builder. uh, Or maybe you're a developer and you're doing something a little bit larger. Like an apartment um, complex of some kind. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. Folks, family-run business. Shop local since 1963. 47 Cedar Swamp Road, Route 5 in Smithfield. Uh, This business with Governor McKee, it's just... It's just absolutely disgraceful. There's no end to the pandering. And it's not going to end. But notice the fact, yeah, Nellie Gobert, she's spending forty grand on TV because some of her donors are getting nervous. They don't see a lot from her. They don't hear a lot from her. You know, think of that. Why do you think that is? Why is it? Why is she unconcerned? about spending money on television. Kind of interesting. Um, It's very clear to me, and also the Republican challenger, I understand. Some people think you go negative right away. I I get that you don't. And Ashley Kalis, who I've met, and she's nice enough. uh, But I I just, if, if, if she could put together a strong campaign for the fall, I mean... Governor McKee is just absolutely lining it up for her right now. I mean, he really is completely lining it up in um, in terms of the fact that think you could say as governor, look at what he's doing. All these bonuses given out, FBI probe. He decides to make gun owners felons. And then now he's giving driver's licenses to illegals. When you come outside of Providence, that is not a big issue. And McKee is signing it. He owns it. He wants to own it, by the way. 
You know, let's be very, very, very clear about that. He wants to. The FBI can't indict him fast enough as far as I'm concerned. Oh, when does the indictment start? So, and there's an element. Someone, someone asked me, do I think the local media is giving him a little bit of a, a free pass on the, the FBI um, indictment? I, again, I don't like to tell other members of the media, here's how I think you should conduct your coverage. I don't do that. I don't like when they do it to me. Um, I know the television stations would like to have him agree to a debate. So as a result of that, do I think they, I, I wouldn't say free pass. And, and I also want to be very clear about something. Channel 12, I mean, McKee completely, he blames Channel 12 for the FBI indictment. Oh, excuse me, for the FBI probe. We're not there yet. Calm down, Juan. He blames them for that. So I'm not, I don't think that they have, I don't want to give anyone the impression. I, I think the Channel 12 coverage, by the way, I think it's been very fair, but he absolutely blames them, like, for all his problems. Now, right now, 135, uh, there is a big local story, and that is that there has been two people, uh, and, and rare, thank goodness, but I want to play it again, but you did have uh, two people death by homicide in Cumberland this morning. And both Channel, I think Channel 12 actually had a good piece on that. I'm going to play it right now. Now, we, we don't know. Um, we're going to have to wait to find out. It's still early. Um, normally, I don't like to speculate, but this sounds tragically like it could be a murder-suicide. Where It sounds that way. Two people dead. Birchwood Drive, 645 this morning. I don't know what to make of the time or anything, but let me play. This is the Channel 12 piece on it. It is the news of the day. Two dead in Cumberland shooting. We're told two adults were found dead in a Cumberland home just before 7 this morning. It happened off Birchwood Drive, a street off Nate Whipple Highway. 12 News reporter Anita Buffoni joins us live with the details. Okay, this is happening in a quiet Cumberland neighborhood that's now consumed with the death investigation. Police say two adults were found dead inside with gunshot wounds. Now, let me step out of the way so you can take a look at the scene here. Multiple police cruisers remain parked outside the home with crime scene tape wrapped around the property. And this is video from early this morning, a little past 7 o'clock, 12 news cameras capturing two ambulances on scene. Then officers putting up crime scene tape around the home where this happened. Investigators say the two adults did know each other and that this was an isolated incident. They say the other residents in the home were unharmed. Now, a neighbor spoke to 12 News earlier this morning who was familiar with the family that lives in the home. When I came home, I couldn't imagine what was going on. You know, police all over the place, a rescue, more or less stayed by themselves. Police say there is no danger to the surrounding community. Again, this was an isolated incident. Investigators are offering their thoughts and prayers to the loved ones and family affected by this tragedy. For now, live in Cumberland, I'm Anita Buffoni, 12 News. All right, so that is the um, the man also used to see them on the trampoline. Um, the kids on the trampoline. That That's a very curious statement. No, not really. All right, I want to play... Um, 
Channel 10 story. Just each one, you get a little bit of information. I'll find out if Channel 6 has something on this. I'm not trying to not include our our friends at Channel 6. ABC 6, excuse me. All right, let me just pull this up, folks. Uh, 137, here we go. Uh, here we go. Channel 10 report. Two dead in Cumberland. Two people shot dead. A tragic scene is unfolding. Two people dead inside a home, the result of a shooting. Cumberland police responded to reports of shots fired at the home on Birchwood Drive early this morning. Now we're learning more details about what happened. NBC 10's Temi Topatalea is live from the scene with the latest. Hey there, Temi Top. Yeah, Barbara, Cumberland police tell us that they responded to reports of shots fired at this home behind me around 6.40 a.m. this morning. That's where they found two adults with gunshot wounds, both pronounced dead at the scene. Now, if you look behind me, you can see there is still a very heavy police presence as of now. NBC 10 cameras were here a few hours ago as Cumberland police removed two dogs. Officers have been going in and out of the home since then. Now, we did speak to a neighbor who was lived on Birchwood Drive here for 50 years. He says a family of five lives in the home and that this scene is not usual for this area. They had that uh, trampoline and uh, the kids would play on that and uh, the oldest boy cuts the grass now. To me, they were a close-knit family. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know any of the details because the police wouldn't tell me. Never, never any problem. Cumberland police say that there is no danger to the public at, at this time as this is an isolated event. They also say that all other residents of the home were not harmed. We will continue to keep you updated as we get more information. Live in Cumberland, Temi Top Adelaide, NBC 10 News. All right, so folks, that is, I wish I had more details for you. I wish I had more details for you. I do not right now. And we don't know whether or not if the weapon used was uh, violated the uh, the new regulations um, that Governor McKee is putting in. Um, that part we don't know in regards to that. So we're going to have to um, find out. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show at 140 on this Wednesday, and it's brought to you by Competition Shooting Supplies. Now, I would love you to pop in and see my friend, John Francis, my gun guy, at Competition Shooting Supplies. Um, he is the most knowledgeable. This is where you want to shop, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Are you a gun owner or do you want to become one? You can also take the blue car test, preparation ammo, tailored to your needs. Competition Shooting Supplies, ammunition, firearms, or maybe right now, maybe you're looking to sell some of your firearms. Take it in. Competition Shooting Supplies. See our friend John Francis, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. So, folks, I want to, um, right now at 141 on this Wednesday, I, I, wanna, I want to admit to you, this is, uh, this is a tough time we're going through right now. I think the leadership of this governor is not the right leadership of Governor McKee. He's ushering it in. As far as the driver's licenses for illegals, Governor Baker in Massachusetts, he vetoed it. He vetoed it. And then they overrode the veto. Governor McKee, you know, all this giving out the bonuses to the state workers, 
And then Governor McKee, uh, with this this whole business of now, you know, signing this, put it on my desk. I want to have a nice photo op with all the people around me in the red shirts and signing this. He he is he is. I, I just I don't remember the last time we've seen such a panderer. You know, and even this goes to Governor. You know, the Governor Gump, Chafee, say what you want about him, and he was a terrible governor, but he had words with the teachers' union that kind of put him in place at first. He, you know, had a big falling out with them because he would not cave to all their demands, and he wouldn't go to bat with them. And then the illegals were really upset with Chafee because he wouldn't give them driver's licenses. Governor McKee's only allegiance seems to be Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, his allegiance is to... His lieutenant governor, Matos, who I think she brings nothing to the table. I don't find her impressive in any way. Um, she, when she was on the city council in Providence, she wanted to support defunding the police. Uh, look, look at his record right now. FBI probe, licenses to illegals, and he is just burning through all this cash with no element of a tax cut. And then Gorbea. Listen, no campaign is perfect. You know, Nellie Gorbea then comes out somehow. Oh, and we need to get more of the progressive vote. So we're going to say we're going to raise corporate taxes. I mean. But right now, and this also remains a two-person race. Matt Brown is invisible. The biggest surprise that everybody's talking about is that Helena folks. People can't believe what a terrible campaign she's running. She's actually running a stealth campaign. Now, I understand people can say, well, a lot of people aren't paying attention yet. And she could get that late surge of momentum. All of those things could be true. You know, Scott Brown, when Scott Brown was elected to the Senate, it was that debate, that line, when he said, all due respect, it's not the the Democrat seat or the Kennedy seat, it's the people's seat. Because they were saying, David Gergen asked him, how can you go to Washington and you're going to defeat Obamacare with the, the Kennedy, Ted Kennedy seat? And that line rocketed and was viral and took off. He had that big moment. But I want to remind people, they changed the rules of the game. Helena folks could have an unbelievable September. She could have a really incredible September where she is just, you know, whatever debates they have, if they even have them. I don't I don't know if McKee debates. I don't know if he even wants to or needs to. I, don't th- I still am not sold that he says he might, but I'm not sold on that. I don't believe him. I think if they feel that they're in a good position, I don't think he I think his, he should make no mistake about it. But I'm just not convinced he will. Um, there's been nothing announced, nothing, channel 10, channel 12, no announcement. If the Boston Globe is going to do a debate, no announcement. If the Providence Journal is trying to do a debate, no announcement. Channel 12 is really the ones, they kind of cornered the market, so to speak, just they put so much effort into it. They, I think they've done a good job with them, but nothing, zero, I'm not, and I think part of it is he will not agree to it. But that Helena, folks, I I met her at the RIPAC forum, and I don't know what to tell you. know, she's got money. She's going through the motions. I just, I don't, they, they're having a really tough time getting traction. They're getting no traction. 
Now, it, but here's my point. Let's just say September, right? So September 1st, she goes full gear. I, I, I think by then too many people have voted. The Gorbea people, they can't, and that Gonzalo Cuervo, in, they can't wait. August 24th, boom, they start with the drop boxes. Folks, I want to remind you right now at 146 on this Tuesday, this is, this is not, you know, make sure you get to the polls. It's not about that. They change the rules of the game. Change the rules of the game. Some people adapt very quickly. A good example is Rick Pitino, as the coach of the Friars, embraced the three-point shot. With Billy Donovan. Not everybody got that. Not everybody got that in three possessions, you could get nine points, not six. Not everyone got that. When Rick Pitino took over with the PC Friars was when college basketball introduced the three-point shot. Not everyone got that. In football, what changed recently? You could go for two after a touchdown. Not everybody got that right away. It became routine they go out. Some people got it. It really has changed the game. Really changed the game. Basketball's flirted with the idea of a four-point shot. Steph Curry could, he had some, if you want to bring the line back, even four-point shots. So my point is, not everybody understands and adapts right away. Patino did, and the Friars rode that to the final four. They shot, you know, they shot more three-pointers than any other team in the tournament in the nation in 1987. So, folks, this portion of the program brought by Yankee Tree. Do you have a tree that's threatening? Maybe just get it trimmed. Call the tree experts today, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, online at yankeetreeservice.com. They do it all. The tree trimming experts, fully insured, licensed arborists, provide tree services, tree removal, tree pruning. You know, they've come out to my home, Yankee Tree, and I've said, I think I want to have this tree taken out. And they say, you know what, actually, that tree is okay. Look at the way the branches are going. No danger. It's very healthy. However, Juan, this tree, we don't like the looks of it. This one you may want to consider. Look at that, the way it's not really going, and it's kind of leaning close towards your house. Hey, call them, get a quote. Tree pruning, shrimp, tree uh, removal and stump grinding. Buck, buckets, truck service, emergency service, Yankee Tree, 401 401- 439-6028. Well, folks, right now at 148, um, look at the things that are happening right now under Governor McKee. State workers are all getting $3,000 bonuses to vote for them. By the way, they get the next installment of the bonus, the bribe, 1500 They get it next month. They get another 1500 next month. Does that seem fair to you? Where's your tax cut? Where's your $3,000? Yeah, keep looking for it. Not happening. Ridiculous. That, and also what he has done, he also should have said to the Senate, listen, I'm not, you do it the right way. That was a slippery move with the magazines. We're not doing it that way. You got to play fair by the rules. He didn't do that. He signed it. He's laughing at legal gun owners. He's laughing at the 2A community. I believe. Just no question about it. 
and now driver's licenses for illegals. And this Pawtucket soccer stadium is a joke. You know, I'll also mention this, by the way, at 149 on this Wednesday, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show. You know, the media is saying that Stephen Pryor, I know most. Most people don't know who he is, but he runs Rhode Island Commerce. He's running for general treasurer. He needs to step down from the Rhode Island Commerce Board because he's going to be running for general treasurer. Well, why is Nelly Gobea still secretary of state? Makes no sense. Zero. Should not be happening. This portion of the program is watched by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, right off of 146. The Lodge Pub and Eatery can accommodate up to 100 people. Several dining areas, delicious food. They also have, uh, you know, the full unique rustic setting. Plus now they have the deck. Plus they have the lounge, the lodge pub and eatery. And the chowder's delicious. The food is great. David's fantastic. Family owned since 1994. Coming up, how about that? So 10 in 04, 20 in 14. Hey, we are two years away from 30 years, the Lodge Pub and Eatery. And don't also forget, visit Kay's Restaurant located right there in Woonsocket across from CVS. So, you know, like many of you, I don't like the direction things are going. And I know, I think a lot of people, someone to watch who I, I like and respect is the Mayor Johnson, Joe Policina. He has really broken off from the McKee campaign. And basically, it all revolves around he correctly identifies that he is just completely catering to progressives. And and there's nothing, you know, there's nothing good about that for the regular taxpayers of the state. And it's totally wrong. So that should not be um, going on like that. Now, on the national level, you know, Biden, folks, I mean, it's just it's just beyond not happening. It's not happening. January 6th hearing to explore efforts to corrupt the Justice Department. State official detailed pressure campaign. Keep tra- None, No one is paying attention to this. No one. I need 11,000 votes. Give me a break. <laughs> um, so this is different. Also, Fox must face defamation suit over voting coverage. Whew. That doesn't sound good. How about polio in London? See, here we go. Polio in London. Why is anyone getting polio? Insanity. These people that won't and they're not. See, that is terrible for children. Terrible for children. Um, DeSantis declines to ask for re-election endorsement. He doesn't name him. Dr. Oz dumps branding. Huh. An election shift is quietly shifting his campaign messaging away from former President Trump. That's very interesting. That's a fascinating Senate race, as a matter of fact. Let me just see this uh, women for Trump. I'm telling you, folks, the J6 thing was just a problem. He is disconnected from the base. Boy, they're all taking shots now. Hey, we owe a lot to him, and the party owes him a lot. Um, I don't know what's going to happen in two years. I hear from all, and folks, we have to deal in reality, and I'm going to be, uh, 
be honest about it. I hear a lot of people are very excited about the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. And it may be his time. That's kind of what it comes down to. It may be his his time. You just don't know. Because it's all about it's all about the window of opportunity. It's all about that. You know, and when they miss miss that moment, Chris Christie had his moment in 2012. And he missed it. He didn't run. He let Romney run. President Trump won and ran in 2016. I I don't know. Comeback is very, very difficult. And then people have to decide, is it worth the heavy lift? I don't know the answer to that. And we still have quite, I want to be very clear, we have some time to go before any type of decision like that needs to be made. I mean, let's just be really clear about it. But I, I don't think, I don't think that President Trump should announce this summer. I think it is, I think it's a, um, it's a post after the midterm elections is when things go a little bit, you know, clearer. Things will be clearer. Biden will call for a three-month suspension of the gas tax, although official and, uh, officials acknowledge it won't alone fix the problem. I think Ted, excuse me, uh, Dan McGowan, Dan McGowan made a very uh, good point earlier when he said, so, and then what are they going to do? Are they going to, so what, they're going to um, get rid of the tax just as people are going to the polls? Just as people are going through the polls, so I don't. I don't think that's going to work out in any way. So President Biden's expected to announce a federal gas tax holiday. Well, like everyone else, I mean, we'll take that. Anything, anything that people go to the the beach this summer, go on vacation this summer, go up to you know the lakes in New Hampshire and everywhere. The price of gas, this is insanity. It's over five and going closer to six. So it is a gimmick. It's not going to fully solve the problem, but like everyone else, how about like Governor McKee? How does he not say to the regular taxpayers, you know what? I'm going to give everybody $2,000 or $1,000. How does he not do that? It's a joke. Here's a piece about uh, President Biden and the gas tax um, holiday. They're urging states to take action, too. This comes with nearly 48 million people are expected to travel for the 4th of July holiday, including a record 42 million driving despite those high prices. Our chief White House correspondent, Mary Bruce, has the latest. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Michael. Well, the president is hoping that this will provide Americans some relief this summer. In a speech this afternoon, Biden will call on Congress to suspend the gas tax for three months. That means Americans could save about eight. 18 cents a gallon, meaning in all they would save about $70 million a day. But it's also going to cost the government about $10 billion over these three months. That's money that would normally go to funding key infrastructure projects. The president is also urging states to halt their gas taxes and again calling for oil refineries to step up their
their capacity. But of course, none of this is a guarantee. The president needs Congress to act on this, and he is already facing opposition from members of both parties. Look, officials here admit that, that this alone is not going to fix this problem, that it's not going to somehow stop surging gas prices. So think of this more as a, a temporary band-aid to provide some relief rather than a long-term solution. Robin, some much-needed relief, Mary. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. We'll take anything like this. Think of that, folks. You don't even have to be an, an illegal to get something like this. So I also just want to say this. Bipartisan centers revealed text of gun reform bill. Enhanced background checks for gun buyers under 21. And a strengthened boy, boy, um, boyfriend loophole. I think that's interesting. Uh, enhanced background checks for anyone under 21. Let me hear this. Stop people convicted of domestic violence from owning guns. Now, advocates say this provision would save lives. Studies show a woman is five times more likely to be killed by her abuser if they have a gun. It would also provide funding for gun violence prevention programs, bolster school security, and mental health. It does not go as far as the president or Democrats wanted. There is no assault weapons ban included in this package. It would also not raise the legal age limit to purchase those firearms from 18 to 21, but it does mark a significant bipartisan breakthrough. The question now, will enough Republicans stay on board to get this package across the finish line? Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says he does plan to vote yes on this bill. A strong endorsement from the top Republican in the Senate, George. Okay, Rachel, thank you. Well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. But locally, Governor McKee went ahead with that, even though I think it's going to be rejected. Folks, right now it is 1.59 and you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, coming up, you will hear the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. We're back tomorrow on the radio at 11. I will be doing Facebook Live later. Again, repeating the big local story. Two people tragically shot dead in Cumberland early this morning, but they don't believe it is a threat to the community. Um, I'm sure they'll have more in details on this later this afternoon. So, and please visit the website, dpetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. It's John DePetro. Listen, enjoy. WNRI Winsocket.